0: Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh.
1: Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are this Jesus Life podcast. Josh, we are back in action. We are podcasting. We're I doing guess. it. The podcast. Dude. I just feel like you got to emphasize that word. It's a it's a big word. You know, it could be a little word, but I I like it to be a big word. How's
0: How's your life this I've, week, I've, man? I have What's some super up? exciting news for you. You do. I didn't tell you this before, okay. because I didn't remember it to write down this moment, but I was watching a you YouTube saved video. It. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. I didn't. Well, it didn't even occur to me until right now. I was like, oh, what <laughs> should we talk about in my head? And I was like, oh, we should talk about this. So I watched a YouTube video last week, I think. And in the video, they were playing Christmas music. Yes. And I could not tell you how excited <sighs> I got. For Christmas, dude. and then I show up to work today. By showing up to work today, I mean I turned on my computer, uh, right? And right, uh, someone posts hundred days till Christmas. No, so I think A hundred days. My Christmas tree, my Christmas tree is going to go up this weekend.
1: No way, your Christmas tree is going to go up this weekend, I think so. Are you- <laughs> I think so. dude. I mean. I know you love early Christmas music, but we are like not even looking down the barrel of Thanksgiving at this point. And to me, Yeah, but I no just... one celebrates
0: Thanksgiving. That's not a holiday. Dude. Like we just eat we... a meal one day and like family gets together and we high five and hug each other, but like
1: Yeah, it's but... not a
0: real holiday.
1: Yeah, but it's like a day to eat all the food and watch football. And that's enough to celebrate. Like That's enough of a reason. And you can do that
0: listening to Christmas music (laughs) with a Christmas tree in the background. That's my idea.
1: Oh, man. Listen, dude, if you – I just think – I think for you, I know you love Christmas. I know you love Christmas music. And if you put up your tree this weekend, you're going to have a blast doing it. But to me, this is my first flannel of the year that I'm wearing right now. My first flannel of this whole season came today because it was like under 50 degrees this morning. Like it was chilly. It was crisp. And I'm like, it's flannel season. But when you're over here talking Christmas season, I'm low key offended, you know, not like... (laughs) I'm just like, dude. This is my first that's flannel. Funny. Don't like, don't rush me to Christmas. Like, know, All right, that's like,
0: yeah. No, I know. It's I know. There's a large portion yet. of the population. Yeah, I right. know. There's a large portion of the population that hate Jesus. Yeah, like, no, I get it's that. not that. Uh, and <laughs> it's if that's not. and if that's how you feel, but I want to celebrate his birth. I want to celebrate longer than just a month because I love dude, Jesus. I, that's really one of I the just, nine reasons I like
1: Christmas. Right. I'm about Jesus, but I only want one month of like Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, <laughs> Jingle Bell Rock. Only want one month of that in my life each year. Like you, <laughs> dude, you do your thing. You know everybody does Christmas how they it do would it. Also, and
0: yeah, yeah. It also kill another bird with the same okay. stone. One, okay. I get a Christmas tree and Christmas music. Two, right. my Christmas tree gets moved out of my closet so and <laughs> so right you're now, just looking for closet clo- space <laughs> yeah really that's really all that's I funny need. i need to figure out storage my house that's is funny. does not have enough storage yeah uh, but yeah, yeah. I, it might happen we'll see like i'm definitely going to take the tree downstairs and nice. then we'll see where we go from there it might sit nice. there for a couple of weeks but it's it's going to go man. up soon
1: I wouldn't do I haven't it, played but, I, but yet. I do understand. I do understand, you know, and it's 100 days till Christmas. That's kind of wild. I would not have. Yeah, that wasn't even on my radar. So here we are, people, Christmas in September, you know, apparently. But uh, that's where we are. My wife's birthday. It feels is in, in a, September, though. It's your birthday. It, no, no, no. Oh, my wife's birthday. No, no. My wife's birthday is in a few days. It's the 18th. Um, and my daughter is hilarious. I won't say, I won't say when my daughter's birthday is, but basically our order is like my wife, my daughter, and then Catherine. And then it's immediately the next thing she talks about is Christmas. So she's right there with you, Josh. Honestly, if it wasn't for her birthday in between, she'd be getting us to put up the tree like (laughs) right now because she's talk she talks about Christmas so much, you know, and part of that is when we're in stores, yeah. we're like, Hey, we're not going to buy you that thing you want right in this moment, but we could put it on your birthday list or Christmas list and maybe get it then, you know? So to Catherine, yeah. like every couple of days is like, Oh, we're putting something on my list, you know? So yeah. anyway, dude,
0: well, she's yeah. expecting everything on that list to be under the tree for Christmas. Like, yes. She's but going she big also where she's going home. She,
1: she also forgets 90% of the stuff that we talk about putting on the list. So it's really more like a rule for us. Like if she brings it up two or three times, we'll put something like it on the list, you know, but most things are like, hey, I want this but she's at, wild. But she's yeah, at that age
0: I'll, where like you could completely spoil her and spend less yeah. than 100 bucks totally right. true like, totally they true they start getting like yeah. older yeah. you know 11 yeah, 12 yeah. and they want like real things and you're like well yeah. I don't want to spend a Christmas you're like
1: no we're budgeting for this yeah for Kathy, <laughs> yeah, like we budget. could go to the we yeah, could go to the dollar tree and just get her like 20 things and wrap them up and she would be totally delighted like or we could go bigger yeah. than that which we we do usually but yeah you're right it doesn't have to be like an ipad or uh you know video game system or whatever it's pretty pretty really reasonable when we were
0: overall. when we were little and toys r us was still a thing i don't think it is mm-hmm. anymore uh we used to go every year and uh we'd get presents for each other so i think we all got one present for each other which is crazy because like my parents didn't make a ton of money but the fact they're buying essentially how, if i could do the math that's eight presents just for is it right. right no it be four times four so it'd be 16. Right. right. Is that what four times four is? Yeah. Yeah. I can do math. Sorry it. guys. You I got a, it. I got a ministry degree. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> uh 16 presents plus whatever they're going to get you on top of that. Uh Like that's a lot of presents, but we, uh we used to go to Toys R Us and we would cover the cart with our jackets, which is also funny because we live in Southern California. Who the heck's who the heck needs a jacket. Uh, right. And then you like put your present underneath the, the thing. And then we all had to go out the car when they checked out. Um, but it was always a fond family memory. I don't know if it's a no, that's cool. I mean, family memory that I generally remember, or if we have right. video footage of it. I'd have to look. Right. But um
1: Dude, but Toys R like, Us yeah, leading up to the holidays, gonna... holidays was like the place. It was it was totally the I place. remember it. Yeah.
0: I it was remember it being that. huge.
1: Like yes. ginormous. Massive. So many toys. Yeah. And then you like walk a by. Kind of
0: thing.
1: Yeah, it felt like that. And then you walk by as an adult and you're like, oh, that's like not a huge store. That's just it's just yeah. like it, you know, it just goes up high. And when you're a kid and you look up and see like a T Rex, like yeah. sick what looks like twenty feet above you, you're like, This place is yeah. like Willy Wonka's place in real life. This is nuts.
0: Ah. And you yeah. had Legos for yeah. days. Like I Legos for kids.
1: Can I talk about the yeah. one store that this is, and this is gonna maybe have no way to bring us around our actual actual subject, but like Toys R Us felt huge as a kid. Anytime I've been in Bed Bath and Beyond as an adult male husband. I look around and I'm like, this is way too much crap. This is way too big. I hate everything about this store. There is (laughs) there are comforters literally twenty feet in the air above me. Who's requesting? Like, could you bring that comforter down for me, please? There's they're probably just like
0: It just that's uh, the style. Like they're not actually full comforters; yeah. they're just the front of it, yeah. and it's like draped yeah. over. Stuff.
1: Totally, totally. But there's just stuff everywhere. I'm like, if a hoarder was, if a hoarder owned a store, it would be Bed Bath and Beyond. Like straight up. Like, oh, you need four thousand. I forts, think is we got them in all different varieties. I Here think you of go. Bed Bath
0: and Beyond. <sighs> I think of um, uh, what's that? Oh, Click with uh, yeah. clicked maybe yeah. it was clicked uh-huh. with uh i think adam click. sandler That's yes
1: yeah oh man yeah dude it's so uh I've been in there. yeah don't go back unless you have to one day when you are registering to be married you know or not like when you're doing a gift registry lord willing one day when you find the right uh I when you find the right lady doing
0: every year I'm, I'm actually offended <laughs> you, do. You, you do you do a wedding registry
1: every year do you know your christmas registry yeah. is at Beth and beyond uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. dude it's not a fun experience but you know if you do go there in that in that thing then at least you're like with your fiancee and it's cool but it's painful painful but <laughs> such yeah. is life
0: Oh man! But I also what? like things to look nice, so I'm okay with that kind of. I don't really True. want to code there; I'll get it on Amazon. But right, right, like, right. My house is well done. It doesn't look yeah. like your mother decorated it. It looks like a bachelor lives here with style. I shouldn't right. say it was style, because then it sounds like I'm.
1: Um, no, no, you've Sorry, got style. You've got, style. you've got style. You've got you not limp wrist style, but you've got style. <laughs> you know, like you've got a design <laughs> it's such eye. A, such a great <laughs> thing! I love that yeah. thing.
0: Yeah, limp wrist. Dude, it's the best. I, I apologize if, <laughs> if you have a limp wrist. I'm we're not trying to make fun yeah. of you. I'm just trying No, to not at all. Josh just did,
1: did that on the trying. on our video which you can't see. And I'm like, "Yeah, you're not that level of stylish, but you definitely have style. You have a great eye for design. Josh did our logo, he did our look and feel of our site. Like he's dude's got dude's got some design skill alright so that plays into uh, how the coffee table looks Dude, and, and speaking,
0: that's cool yeah, and yeah. speaking of design yes, uh, you guys should take a listen to this, uh, this ad from Dwell <laughs> that's right in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth and the earth
1: was without form and hey the- do you ever get tired of hearing your own voice in your head when you're reading the bible yeah my voice is lame I need a new inner monologue. Have you heard of the Dwell app? It allows you to have scripture read to you by a variety of incredible voices wherever you are.
0: That's incredible. Now if it only had amazing background music to accompany it.
1: Of course they do. The music calms the mind so you can remember scripture better. And you can impress people with all your Bible knowledge.
0: My insecurities would flee before me. I will become the greatest Christian ever. You need prayer. If you haven't had a chance to check out Duel, we highly recommend it. You know, we talk a lot about fostering relationship with Jesus. Uh, if reading is just not your thing, Duel is a great opportunity. Uh, to get into god's word and relationship with him to start that conversation with him you can check out dwell at this jesus life podcast.com forward slash dwell and that's i say right. that transition was great i that think so from design from design to dwell, to dwell. dwell to woman at the well
1: that's right dwell See, to woman at the well well dwell. dude there we go what else do you need it rhymes it's time
0: Dude, we're going. What is this? What is the series we're in the middle of?
1: We are in the middle. We're really continuing the relationship series, which we did of like first, you should go back and check it out if you didn't. It's how to be in relationship with one another. We spent, I think, eight or ten episodes on that, because we believe Christians should be good at relationship uh with one another, with people who aren't Christians, should be good at it. Uh, so we spent a lot of time on that. And then we shifted and we've really been looking at how was Jesus in relationship with people? How did he treat people? Uh, how did he make them feel? All of it. And we've been using some kind of cool stories from the New Testament to to demonstrate that. Um, so this week we are uh, talking about Jesus and the Samaritan woman at the well. Uh, Josh, I've I've read these a couple times. This one is a little bit longer, but I don't know if you want to read it or summarize it. How yeah. do you think we should kick this off? Yeah.
0: Let's do both. We'll just see what happens. Ooh. I'm going to start reading Ooh. it. And okay. I might summarize it halfway through or I might just keep <laughs> reading it. We'll just All right. We're going to play it by ear. I'm here for that. Happens.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh let's see here. Jesus was doing some things uh, so, this is John 4. Uh, if you're following along, if you have your Bible, uh, if you don't have a Bible, uh, you should um, use Google. You should get one. I don't, yeah, use Google yeah. or yeah. download the Bible app. Or, yeah, I was going to say, we'll send you one for free, but. Um, I think you have to go to our church's, my church's website for that to actually happen. So you can go could to publicity. You can download and, you know, Dwell. See if you can find it. You could it. download
1: Dwell if you don't have a Bible. That'd be a good starting point. Yeah, Dwell has
0: anyway. a, Dwell has written written in there too. Uh, Here we go. John 4, starting with verse 1. Uh let's start at verse 3. So Jesus and his disciples are leaving Judah. Uh, on their way back to Galilee. I mean, it says in verse four, now he had to go through Samaria. Um, So he came to the town of Samaria, uh, or came to a town in Samaria near the plot of ground. Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Joseph's well was there. And Jesus, tired tired as he was from the journey, sat down at the well. It was about noon. Um, When the Samaritan woman came to draw some water, uh, Jesus had a conversation with her, and Jesus said, uh, will you give me a drink? Uh, his disciples had gone into town to buy food. So this is Jesus and the Samaritan woman having a conversation by themselves. Will you give me something to drink? Uh, verse 9, the Samaritan woman said, you are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can, I, how can you ask me for a drink for Jews did not associate with Samaritans? Um, Jesus answered, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, uh, You have nothing to draw water with, and this well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Um, Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst indeed the water I give them will become a, will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life Jesus or the woman said uh, to Jesus sir give me this water so that I will go thirsty and you can keep uh, and have to keep coming here to draw water he told her go and call your husband and come back. Uh, She replied with, I have no husband. Jesus said, you're right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you've had five husbands and the man you're with now is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you're a prophet. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied. Um, Believe me, a time is coming where you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. Uh, You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has come uh, now when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and the worshipers must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said, I know that the Messiah, called the Christ, is coming. Uh, he, When he comes, he will explain everything to us. In verse 26, then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, am he. Uh, I don't have the verses in front of me, but this this story continues um, where uh, this woman now recognizes that he, he Oh, maybe it does, no, nope, I don't have the verses, uh, continues where he recognizes that um, he is the Messiah. Um, she has this moment with Jesus, uh, and then Jesus tells her for the very first time, by the way, um, tells another person to go and tell, um, everyone that she knows. And she comes in contact with what just happened. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so essentially the declaration that the Messiah is here, uh, goes out into all, you know, all of Jerusalem and, uh, throughout all yeah. the different lands. But yeah, first thoughts, Andrew, after I read it, I have plenty of thoughts. This is probably one of my favorite stories in scripture.
1: Well, I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Uh I know it is one of your favorites or at least current favorites. Um dude I was thinking as you were reading it uh that Jesus escalated that situation quickly. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, can I have some water?" Uh the woman's and then and then he switches it like, "Listen, I can actually give you water that that will make you not thirsty ever again. It'll be a spring of water dwelling up in your life. And one's like, what are you talking about, sir? You don't even have a bucket. Like, what are you talking about? You know? But I think it's cool how he he started the conversation uh small around something very reasonable. Hey, there's I need some water, you know? And then he switched it and like he revealed to her that he is the Christ. Like he is the Messiah. He is the one they're they're waiting for. So it really escalates quickly. Um, and even to the point where he doesn't reveal that to his disciples until way later in in his story. You know, so it's it's pretty mind-blowing to me um that for whatever reason he chose this woman who was still very actively in sin. You know, he he hints at it, he says, You've had five husbands and the man you're now with isn't your husband. You know, he calls it straight as it is. uh, But but he's revealing to this lady, this Samaritan, who all the Jews would say is kind of second or third or fourth class. We've talked about that before, way back in the day with the good Samaritan story. Um, And and from that, he, he converses with this person the other Jews would call a sinner or less than or lowly. Um, and a woman who's in that class, but also, uh, who's actively in sin and he chooses to reveal to her that he is the Messiah. So it's kind of a mind blowing story and it's short, but it escalates very quickly. Um, what are your, what are your first thoughts?
0: Yeah, it's the whole thing. Like, like you said, there's, there's a lot happening here in a, in a short conversation. Um, but it's this piece that, like, Jesus did everything wrong, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> uh, uh, not wrong in that sense, but wrong in the sense of, like, he, he turned, he's turning kingdom upside down. Like, first, mm. he, he goes out of his way to go to Samaria. Uh, second, he uh, has a conversation mm. with a woman in the middle of the day, which is, like, yep. mind boggling. Uh, hmm. Second, he's by himself in Samaria. Like, he, he let yeah. his disciples leave his side, not safe. Uh, and then he has this conversation where he confronts this woman about the life that she's currently living um, and how, you know, what she's missing out of. Then he drops this, like, truth bomb about this living water that he hasn't talked about before and he doesn't really talk about again uh, and what that is. Uh, there's just so many different things that, like, Jesus is he's he, yeah. he's introducing a new kingdom, right? That's why he came to earth. Mm-hmm. He's, he's introducing what we now call the church, but, like, there, there's a new way of doing things coming to earth. Um, and there's so many things inside of here that he chose to do that were just, there's a new way of doing things. Like he decided to, you know, instead of going to a Pharisee, which they probably wouldn't have listened, but they had mm. the, at least the authority respect from, you know, the Jewish people, yeah. Um, yeah. instead of going to, uh, a synagogue or something like that and preaching this in the, in the, in the streets, this message, like he chose to go to a woman and a woman at that an an outsider of a woman because like this is the middle of the day no one goes in the middle of the day to the well like they do it early morning they do it at dusk when it's when it's cooler out because it's a lot of work Um, so this is a woman that's an outsider of society and here's who god chooses uh, in this moment to reveal himself to her uh, and then to the rest of the world Um, like that's a big deal in itself but here's here's my big thing of what i love about this verse Hmm. all those things i love too but here's the big thing yeah it's this living water idea Hmm. like there's this concept inside of christianity i I don't know if i've talked about this on the podcast before but there's this idea inside of christianity it's not biblical we don't really have any reference for it but it comes from personal experience so we deem it to be true, but it's this idea of mountain high experiences and valley low experiences where the Mm -hmm. Christian life is kind of like a waveform where it's going up and it's coming down, it's going up and it's coming down. I mean you have these you know, especially if you grew up in the church and you had the you had the camp experiences and you had these big aha moments and you felt close to God and then you came back to the normal life and you didn't feel close to God anymore. And then you screwed up a couple of times and you just assumed God hated you. So you didn't even spend time with God anymore. Um you just kind of went through the motions and eventually you know that it leads to a low low yep. um, i think all of that in part in my french but i think all of that is bullshit. and mm. i think all of that is bullshit because of this verse right mm. he said he's going to give you living water well, what do we know about this living water this water that he'll give you'll never thirst again so it's mm. not a matter of spiritual highs and spiritual lows it's a matter of you're going to get a high and you can sit in that high uh, yeah. And I think that spiritual high exists in fostering relationship with God. That ability to sit inside of a place um, yeah. where you know God is close, where you're able to con- conversate with God um, day in and day out, where you don't ever feel like God is distant or disappointed, that you have an understanding of the gospel that it forgives all sins, sins you've committed and sins that you're going to commit. So now you get to approach the throne and not just that, have an actual relationship with the living God. Um, I don't know about you, but like, you know, I had a tragedy in my, in, in my life over the last few, you know, few weeks. And at some point I'll talk about it, but I'm not ready yet. I don't know how people go through, you know, circumstances of life like that. Yeah without being able to walk with jesus in depth of relationship like this Mm. living water is Uh, and part of the hill city dream is we believe that we figured out how to have living water always where we never Mm. have to thirst again and it comes back to foster relationship with god and foster relationship with people the two commands Mm. that he said everything hangs off of up until that point yeah um nothing new under the sun. It's not like we have some secret sauce of like, I have new revelation yeah. that right. uh, God has revealed to us. No, it's the same right. things He's been saying forever. It just finally clicked in and you're like, Oh, I get it. Uh, oh. I say this out of, I experience it myself, no matter what life throws at me, I don't sit in places where I'm like, feel like God is ever distant. I don't sit in places yeah. where I don't feel like God is constantly there in relationship and I can have conversation with him constantly that yeah. I could drop, you know, uh, all my fears, all my anger, all my anxiety, all my whatever, whatever the emotion that you're currently experiencing on his lap, we can talk through those things, figure out the root of those things, um, deal with those things and move on. Like I do it from experience. I have people, a part of our church that are living this from experience. Mm -hmm. Like it works. There's something to it. Mm -hmm. If we foster a relationship with Jesus, you have the ability to have this living water where you never thirst again. Um, And we could probably get into details of how do we do it, but Um, what's your thoughts, Andrew,
1: man, I like that. And this might sound like a tangent, but, uh, but you know, I've, I've done a lot of camping this summer and we have a pop-up camper and we've stayed pretty much entirely at sites where you don't have like a water hookup. Um, but we have some large jugs, like a five gallon, one, a six gallon, one, and basically a couple days into camping, you always need to refill the camper water supply. So, Uh, I'm not going to a well and dropping a bucket down, but I am usually carrying those empty jugs somewhere to the middle of camp, usually in a hot part of the day because I'm not usually uh, smart enough to go first thing in the morning or late in the day. But if you need water, you need water. So I'll be carrying those you know, empty to some spot, filling them up and walking them back. And dude, water is heavy. So when you said like it's hard work to go, Um, and and carry water. It's always been hard. Water's always been heavy, you know, but everybody needs it. But this lady, Samaritan woman, who's not named, but uh, she goes in the middle of the day. And and this is probably because she's had multiple husbands and uh, she's probably known as like low in her society, too. You know, like she's she's probably seen as kind of the outcast or the lady that you don't want to be associated with because she's been through a lot of men. And um, and like so she's probably going in the middle of the day, so she doesn't have to rub shoulders with anybody is what I'm trying to say. And something Jesus consistently does, just like he did when we talked last week about Zacchaeus, is he looks at the person who everybody else is like, yeah, They're, they're never going to amount to anything more than they are. We're never going to like them. Uh, They're never going to do anything great. Sure, Zacchaeus was rich. Um, That's fine. He can be rich, but we don't like him. You know, Uh, we're never going to invite him to our parties. We're never going to want to be in relationship with him. We'll tolerate him at best. Um, In the same way with this woman, they're like, yeah, we haven't forced her out of our society, but we're not glad she's here, you know? That's probably the vibe of what's going on. And that's probably why she's walking out when it's 90, 100 degrees, hauling a bucket up and down to fill another bucket to carry a heavy container of water back to wherever she lives. And Jesus is like, No, you are made in God's image. I'm going to come to you. I'm going to right wrongs in your life. And I'm going to reveal to you a person still in sin, uh, probably without hope. Uh, I'm going to give you a chance at hope. I'm going to give you a chance at living water and I'm going to meet you in the flesh and declare very boldly who I am and why I'm here. You know? And like, I, I'm stoked about that because Jesus does that man. he, he doesn't go to the person who, who you think would be like the easy person to preach to. He's like, no, I'm going to go to the outcast later when um, people challenge him about this and why he's why he's ministering to the people he is and why he's spending time with tax collectors and prostitutes. He's like, it's not it's not the healthy who need care. It's the sick who need treatment. Like it's you go where there's need. You know, like you go where the need is greatest. That's where you preach and that's who you preach to. That's who you teach. And this idea of living water is powerful, man. Um, I grew up. For a while, I had a, a, this idea of kind of transactional faith. And it was because I wasn't walking in real relationship with the Lord, you know. But I, I I chose to kind of live in a transactional mindset of, hey, if I pray this much, if I ask for your sins or for my sins to be forgiven every night before I fall asleep, I'm going to get to heaven. I'm going to get that that heaven pass, hall pass. You know, if I die in the middle of the night, I'm covered, you know. But it was just checking the, it was checking like checkboxes. It was knocking things off my list. It wasn't relationship at all. It was far from living water. It was much more like, no, I got to remember to do this thing. So I'm good. I got to cover my bases, you know, versus living water is like, man, I'm just in relationship with God. He's pouring into me, speaking me. He's speaking to me. He's guiding things in my life and he's guiding my decisions, man. I know you walked through a tragedy and you absolutely need God in, in those times. You need that rock of faith. You need the living water in that. Um, I haven't been through any of that recently, thankfully. But man, um, I'll tell you what, if I'm being honest, as a dad, there's about three nights a week usually where I'm like, God, I'm way past the point of being being able in myself to properly show love to my daughters because they're like, you know, it's end of the day. It's bedtime. They've had a hard day. They've had a lot of needs, whatever. And I'm like, my patience level and my love level that I can give is at zero. My tank is negative. You know, I'm not out of gas. I'm negative on gas. And there's moments, dude, where I literally have to stop even if, a tiny person, tiny little girl, is shouting at me for some reason, which happens often when you have kids under five. <laughs> that happens, man. Like shouting, I have to just quiet myself. Probably close my eyes most of the time, and maybe cover my ears and just pray. Like God, I'm out. I'm at at my limit of patience and love to give. Uh, I know you have that an in infinite supply. Can you just? give me some grace in this moment to have patience and love for this person that I literally don't have. I just want to close the door and walk out, not even say good night. I'm done, you know? And, and that's like, those moments come often in my life. And I think part of living water isn't just that God's always there to give you something, but, but it's that connection. It's the knowing like God is present. Even in this moment, when I'm walking through a terrible tragedy. Or I'm just getting screamed at by a tiny, crazy person. Like, it's like that happens too. And I think the the transactional faith might be, yeah, be mean to your kid in the moment uh, or or go on a bender, you know, when you experience tragedy in life and do all the drugs and drink as much as you want until you can't feel it anymore. You know, that's a lot of people do that, you know, and the transactional faith would be, um I'll just ask for forgiveness later. I'll I'll get myself covered later on when I'm out of this funk. And it's like, no, God wants to be in the trenches with you, whether it's big or small, whether it's a daily like getting yelled at by your kid or uh, or a once in a long time big thing you're walking through in your life. So I think that living water, man, it's like with that comes the presence of the Lord where you're like, I'm not feeling it but I still believe everything about you and I still know you're here with me in this and I'm able to at least ask when I know my tank is empty or when I know I don't have capacity to actually process what just happened. Like that to me is like, it's, it's a daily thing and it can show up in a big way or a small way. But to me, when it talks about living water, I think that's part of what it is. Um, and I'll shut up in a minute, but last thought is just like, the Holy Spirit is present in our lives and wants to speak to us all the time and speak to us, whether it be that back and forth relationship, speak to us, whether it be, hey, go and do this thing, go and pour into this person, reach out to that friend, uh, whatever it might be, pray for that person. Like the Holy Spirit is present and is guiding us to act in a way that we can be king- kingdom bringers to others, you know, that we can fully live the life that Jesus wants us to live and walk in the way that Jesus walked. Um, but I think you missed that. I missed that for a long time because I was in a transactional faith mindset. You do this, I'll do this. You do this, I'll do this. I'm forgiven. We're good. I pray again. You forgive me again. You know, um, transactional faith is is easier in some regards. But man, living water is where it's at because um, cause that's, that's what God has for us. It's, it's way bigger than filling a bucket once and way, way better than having to fill up every day. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think too, like the thought that kind of ran through my head as you were talking is like, maybe you're sitting there listening to us and, um, you're like, yeah, that's great. Um, I get that people can have that. Um, but Josh, I don't, I don't think you know what I've done. And and maybe you relate right. to the woman at the well where, your life hasn't turned out the way that you hoped. You've made decisions mm. that you regret and you wish were different. Um, the reality is you can't change your past, right? You can't yeah. change what you've done. You can't change who you, you can't change who you've hurt. Um, you know your past is your past, and it is what it is. But like this is exactly what Andrew you know quoted. Like this is this is who Jesus. This is, like you are the person Jesus came for. Yeah, right? he he didn't say he he says he, he didn't come for the righteous. He came from the sick. Like mm-hmm. he came for those that that need repentance and. Yeah. The beautiful thing about the cross is you have full access to complete forgiveness hmm. and restoration with God. It doesn't matter yeah. what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've come from. It doesn't matter um, the situation you currently find yourself in. Um, Paul Paul tells us in Romans, he says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Um, it's the first step in this journey to this living water. It's the first step of just recognizing, hey, you've screwed up. Um, You've done sinful things. You've hurt people around you. You've hurt yourself. Um, You've been a disappointment to your parents. Um, All these different things, whatever it is um, that you feel like you're carrying, like if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Um, And that's the moment of salvation, right? It's, It's saying, Jesus, I believe you are God. I believe you did what you said you were going to do. I believe you lived the perfect life so you could be uh, my, my salvation. You could be the sacrifice that I needed. And I believe that you went to the cross and died a sinner's death to take on my sin. And I believe that you raised from the dead conquering death um, so I could do the same. Like in that moment, you now have access um, to this relationship, this living water. Uh, and this is where it all begins. If you don't have this moment, yeah, it's going to be really hard to get to the, the living water piece, but this is what Jesus is offering us no matter where you're at. Um, you know, that, that, that's the access that we have. And the other piece of this is that, is this, if you have salvation, you've come to that, that, you know, saving knowledge of who Jesus is, um, relationship with God and relationship with people is hard. It just Mm. is because relationship is hard. The, yeah. one the enemy knows it's hard he's gonna make it harder for you two mm-hmm. and just in innate in like it's it's the sacrifice of yourself uh, for something else right like relationship is you sacrificing more um, for the sake of relationship. It's the same thing with God and, and all the all the New Testament writers talk about it like it's this idea of like less of you more of God. Um, You're going to have to give up things um, to get access to this relationship in a deeper, deeper way because you're going to be dying to yourself so you can have more of Jesus. Um, And relationship is hard, it takes time doesn't happen overnight. Um, trust takes time to build. Vulnerability is hard, whether you're talking to God or talking to another person. Right? Relationship's just hard. This is why people don't get access uh, to the living water. This is why people always feel like they're coming short. And they always feel like, yeah, God is distant or God's too far away. Where well, he's not, he is present, he's right there. But we mm-hmm. convince ourselves of this lie because we just never learned how to foster a relationship. You just don't yeah. know what he sounds like. You don't know what he, yeah. he 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 feels like. You don't know what he smells like. I'm just going through the emotion. I don't smell God yeah. that often, but <laughs> not that I ever have. Actually, frankincense right. and myrrh make me think of Jesus. Uh, I have a fair amount of that around the house, but in <laughs> uh, Christmas that, oh. and yeah, and because I love Christmas, so that's probably mm-hmm. the two reasons I frankincense and myrrh. Um, but like relationships, hard. You've got to do. The, you've got to put in the time. Like, you really want to access this living water. You really want to be at this place where you're always good with God. Um, you're always at this place where, where you feel like he's always right there with you. He's walking with you. You can have conversations about anything. Like, you've got to put in the time. You've got to pull out the dwell app. You've got to pull out your Bible. And yeah. I don't, I don't say... He- I don't say these things because it's, there's, there's magic in these things. There's not, this is just where the right. recorded word of God lives. Um, right. So, so dive into it from that perspective. But even when we do, and I know we've said this a thousand times a podcast and we'll keep saying it until it sinks in. Um, like that's the jumping off point that should yeah. lead you to conversation. Um, like, you should spend a lot more time in conversation with God, talking about the things that he's, he's teaching you, talking about the things that he wants to talk with about, um, recapping the, the aspects of your life that he wants to talk with, you know, talk you through, um, letting out the emotion and, and, and laying that on, on, on his shoulders, helping you carry the burden of those things, right? All this stuff in relationship, like you've got to spend time with Jesus because my guess is this. My guess is you portray yourself as a great Christian, right? You portray yourself, you go to church and you serve and you do all these awesome things. But if you really sat down and thought about it, your relationship with Jesus is lacking. And I would argue it's lacking because you don't know how to do a relationship with him. You don't spend any time with him. Statistics tells us less than 70% of people in general even open their Bible. And opening their Bible is, is only the, the very beginning step, right? Like that's not even, like yeah. reading scripture is great. Um, you could live by it and live a pretty moral life, but that's not the point. It's relationship. Is it jumping yeah. off into, in conversation, relationship with Jesus? Is more trust being built? Is vulnerability present? Like is is love increasing? Like all of these things that are healthy in relationship are true of our, our, our time with God as well. Um, but we, we miss all this stuff because we just don't put in the time. We think it's going to be magical. We think it's going to be in this moment. We're going to be like, Ooh, look at this is, this is all amazing. Uh, and you have these high moments and then life gets hard and life always does. Life's going to kick your ass because that's what life does, right? right. The enemy is here to kill, st- kill, steal, and destroy you. That's his, u- that's his ultimate goal. And he's really good at it. And he, he convinces you of stupid lies and stupid things. And it's destructive. But Jesus said, I have come to give you life and give it to the full. This is where the full life lives. This is where the living water lives. Um, you've got to get to this place where you're actually spending time with Jesus. It's going to be awkward and weird at first. It always is, just like it is with a new friend. Yeah. You're going to be like, Jesus, I don't know what else to talk about. Cool. You don't have to. You could be like a You could be like a junior high relationship. Just listen to each other breathe on the phone like start somewhere, um, and start building this relationship with Jesus, having these conversations, telling about your day, telling about, you know, things that have gone in your past, whatever the things that you do with, with anybody practice those same things. You're going to be blown away by the access that you get to, um, with Jesus and the fact that you never feel like he's distant again. Um, that is in this up and down of, of spiritualism or, or, uh, whatever we want to call it, uh, but that you're walking with Jesus in relationship. He's never going anywhere. You're never thirsty. You always get to walk with him. You always get to talk with him. You always get to hear from him. Um, you always get to sit in these places. You can't have this living water. It starts with recognizing who Jesus was and what Jesus did and the fact that you need salvation um, from the sins that you've committed um, and Jesus will provide that salvation, giving you back, giving you access to relationship uh, with with God. So dig into it, spend time doing it. Don't miss out on it. Um, there's so much life that's being missed out on by Christians by Christians because they're just not they, they haven't learned this skill of building relationship with God. Um, so. Yeah reach out. We can always help. You can email us at hello, this use If you're local uh, to the Colorado Springs area, that's where, that's where my church plan is at. You can always check us out there too. At uh, Hillside church. Um, I'd love to connect, or at least one of our leaders would love to connect if it's not me. Um, yeah. But yeah, Andrew, any last thoughts yeah. now that I've gotten off my soapbox?
1: Dude. Great soapbox. I loved it. And uh, my final thought is this. I've been reading Proverbs, and in Proverbs 4, it says, But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness, and they do not know over what they stumble. Listen, if you're living in life right now, and you're in a spot of deep darkness, and you're not even sure what you're stumbling on anymore— reach out to God, like pray, spend a minute trying to reach out because he is always there and he wants to bring you back into the path of light. Uh, The first glimmers of dawn are still full of hope. So um, thanks for listening, friends. Josh, thanks for doing this. I feel good and uh, glad we did it. Talk to you soon, my man. Good to see you, buddy. You too. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people.
0: And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you.